What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. Now, I'm your host with the most, comedian Mike Goodwin. And if you're viewing this on, on YouTube, we're in a totally different setup. If you've been rocking with me for a while, you would recognize that this is where I used to shoot the word of the day. This is my home office, and I am currently recording the podcast there. Also, audio, the mic is a little bit further away than it, it typically is, so I'm going to try my best to stay within a reasonable range that I can also be seen on the video and not look crazy, but I'll probably look crazy. And also record the audio. And I'll talk about the reason that I'm in the location that I am in. So uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am a believer of Jesus Christ. So I I don't know if that's a surprise to anyone. Sometimes online. I'll post something, especially during this season, I was posting things about Christmas and the birth of Jesus. um, Folks that were following me was like, hey, 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 hey. Enough with the hokey-dokey magic man in the sky. (laughs) I didn't come here for church. I came here for comedy. And so... When you come here for a comedy, you're going to get some judge. So just know that that is part of the package, the Mike Goodwin package. So just celebrated Christmas. And I'm going to stop saying so because I've said so at least four times already. And when I'm listening to a speaker, they keep saying the word. I don't listen to what they're saying anymore. I'm listening for the magic word. I'm like, I know this person's going to say so again. So we're not going to continue this podcast saying so. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Christmas time in Holly, Queens. Mom cooking chicken and collard green. Hey, it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Check it out. Run DMC. The artist. Christmas and Hollis is the official name, I, I think. You know, I've realized over the years, I may not be the best person to ask the title of songs. And I even would venture to say that folks in my community, african American specifically, that may be a area in which we're not all the way up too par you know if you ask someone the name of a song we might give you like the chorus or a phrase in the song i think bruno bruno moore's let's let's say smoking out the window is a uh name of a song that's probably not a good example but yeah in general if you would have asked me a name of the song. 
I, and if it was especially a person I didn't normally, even if it's a person I listen to, I may not know the name. And the reason I say that, the reason I say that, for a few reasons. I have a DJ friend who often talks about when people come to the DJ booth, they'll like, hey, play the song goes da 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 da. Like, hey, I don't I don't know a song. Do you know the artist? It's like, no, I really know the artist. I just know it go da 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 da. Now again, I know folks cringe a little bit in the modern day era when we talk about particular ethnic groups and race, which is bizarre to me, which is the craziest thing. I'm, I'm 47 years old, so we've been talking about race my entire life. Within the last four years, people are like, why do we keep talking about race? Well, I've been talking about race for 43 years. So, And again, I had this thought this morning when we're talking about race, especially those of us that are in my culture and community, in the African-American community, we're not talking about it to be divisive. We're talking about it just as if I was saying the sky is blue. Nobody's going to be like, hey, man, but the grass is green, man. Why are you not talking about the green grass? Because I'm, I'm right now talking about the blue sky. But, yeah, the sky is not blue all the time. Yeah, nighttime. It's not blue, but during the day, in the example that I'm talking about, sky's blue. And it's blue 97% of the time. I hate I got to do this. I hate I got to even make a, like a disclaimer. Hey, man, I said black people may not know the song. And then somebody was like, hey, 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 hey. I'm white, dude. I don't know the name songs. That can be true. Two things can be true. At the same time, folks. But I got down this rabbit trail simply <laughs> because of Run DMC. But in general, but back to my point, I do believe that uh, there may be a little bit of cognitive, cognitive dissonance between the name of the song and what folks call the song. Whether you notice or not, black people call things different than what it really is. I went to Family Dollar yesterday, and I know I heard that girl say, welcome to Family Dollars. I know I heard it. She works there. But I had my headphones on, so I may have made that up. But I do think she said, welcome to Family Dollars. We just like changing the name and stuff. Like, we just... Like, me... In particular, I don't know all uh, actors' names. I know they. I know their names from the show that I'm watching. So I'm like the guy from Snowfall. That's what I got. I don't know. I don't know my man's name, Franklin. That's what I'm gonna call him for the rest of his acting career until he gets another more significant role, and then I'm gonna call him whatever his name is on that show. But the dude from Stop, from Skyfall, he will be Franklin. I mean, like, you see Franklin in the new Muhammad Ali movie? That's, that's what we're going to do. 
And I don't think I'm by myself. I don't think I'm alone in this. However, it's Christmas time, and I typically start the show with a segment called On the Road Again. And I was on the road. Man, was I on the road. Now, I was on the road, but I had enough time in my mind to return home for Christmas. Um, I've not missed a Christmas with my family, I don't believe, ever. I don't think so. We can go and fact check that. But I'm also a person that joined the military. So I've missed, I've missed at least one Christmas in Korea. I know I've missed that Christmas. I've missed two Thanksgivings that were pretty pretty instrumental for me to be able to recognize that, hey, man, you might not be able to make it home for all the holidays. So I've missed two Thanksgiving because I missed the Thanksgiving when when I went to basic. Then I missed the Thanksgiving the next year because I was in Korea. But I made it home Christmas for that year, both times. Nope, 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 nope. I did not make it home for. So I I, I made it home to Christmas after basic training. So we're talking 93. Christmas of 93, I made it home. Then I, I left for Korea January of 94. And I did not make that 95, 94 Christmas. I didn't, I didn't return home until January of 95. Yeah, so I missed one Christmas, but two Thanksgiving. And so the the culmination of those three have really catalyzed, what's the word? I was thinking about this word earlier this week when you burn something, I'll, I'll know it next week. And shout out to, me not saying Minionites. I was saying Minionites. <laughs> Somebody called me out on social media. was like, hey, you talking about the Minionites? It is the Midianites. Mid, midi, mid, Midianites. 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 Not the Minion. <laughs> the Minionites. Whatever I was saying. As much as I love words, I do have a challenge. From time to time, there's some words that catch me off guard. But catheterize or caught, uh, when you burn something to heal it, I think that is what happened to me as it relates to those two Thanksgivings and Christmas. I was kind of okay if I had to go on in life and miss another significant holiday from my family. But I'll have that word. I'll have that word for you next week. It might be the word today. No, that's not a funny word. That's a very traumatic word if, you, if you're actually experiencing it. So, I said so. Yes. Flam, 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 flam. I was doing my Bill Cosby. I was doing my Eddie Murphy impression, impression of Bill Cosby uh, to a buddy of mine. It, it was pretty good, too. I, I, I had not done it in a while, and so... I understand those of you that are listening, like, hey, how are you going to bring that up? 
and not do it. I I would need to probably go back and, and watch. I think it was Raw in which Eddie Murphy does a bit about being getting a call from Bill Cosby because he took his Bill Cosby took his son to an Eddie Murphy show. I don't I should be saying Chill Chosby. <laughs> Anytime somebody asks me, like, my influence comedically, you know, I'll say the names of folks, and then I'll be like, Skills Snosby, Bills Bosby. But there's a bit where he does. I, he calls, so he calls Eddie Murphy. I would like to talk to you about the words that you're using in your show. I took my son, Enos, to your show. He was very excited to have my boy. He's going to go and laugh at the governor's show. <laughs> so bring him to your show. Very excited. Going to Eddie Murphy, going to hear the comedy. We get to your show. You walk out on stage and you say, flim, 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 flom, flam. Now, very rough. I've not watched that bit in a while, so I may go back and watch it, and then I'll have a better impersonation when we come back together next time. But the reason I bring this up is we're on the road, and we were in Columbus, Georgia. No, wow. Columbus, Ohio. So the way that my brain works, Columbus, I have a brain like Microsoft Word. Is that Microsoft Word? Or even like what computers do now with AI. So you start a word and it fills in the other word for you. That's what my brain does. My brain automatically, my life's experience, the majority of the time, if I'm saying Columbus, I'm saying Georgia. But I wasn't in Columbus, Georgia. I was in Columbus, Ohio. And I didn't do that on stage, thankfully. Didn't do that on stage. So I was on the Up and Coming Comedy Tour myself and all, all, all my boys. These are my buddies. Mark Gregory out of Dayton, Ohio, via New York. New York City. He lives in New York. Mark Gregory is the son of very notable comedian Dick Gregory, comedian and activist, Dick Gregory, statesman, Tim Shropshire, longtime buddy of mine who is out of Charlotte, North Carolina. C. King, who's a new friend of mine. C. King has been on three seasons of Wild and Out, and he does an excellent, excellent Denzel Washington impersonation. You've probably seen him online. He's the guy with the dreads, light-skinned guy, kind of, you know, portly. Portly. I don't know if that's what we call the people now. But we were on tour. So we just had two tour dates. We were in Columbus, Ohio, and Cleveland. We had the Columbus funny bone and the Cleveland improv. And so basically we are four comedians 
on the come up. And basically at this stage in our career, for you to move to the levels and experience the type of success that you desire as a, as a performer, I think it not, it's not, it's not exclusive to comedy, but as a performer, it becomes very important for you to sell tickets for you to tour for you to say to your audience. Hello, everyone. My name's, you know, my name, cause you follow me or my audience. I'm coming to your city. I'll be in Waterloo, Iowa on January the 5th. I'm not, but just an example. And so what you would like to happen, what needs to happen, what would be the most preferable outcome is that there's a demand. Like, oh, this person is coming. We need to buy the tickets. And come out to the show. So that's why I'm at in my stage of career. And I've not sold tickets as an individual. So there's so again. As an individual. And collaboration is key. So we presented. And, and we've been talking. At least three of us have been talking for a while about teaming up, joining forces, and, and hitting the road. And so this is what has happened. Ah! This is what has happened. So we did our first inaugural tour dates. We were in Columbus, Ohio, in Cleveland, Ohio, on the road. Now, the issue in Cleveland, which caught me and the whole team off guard, the mic was continuously having issues all night long. Microphone bad. It was static. It's dropping in and out. This is at a comedy club. Only thing that really needs to work is the lights. The mic, the sound needs to work in the kitchen. But you could probably have a comedy show without the kitchen. People wouldn't be ex- you know, people would be a little frustrated if they came with their heart set on some lemon pepper wings, but you can you can you can make it through if the kitchen's not available, if they have beverages, libations. But definitely not if they don't have sound. And that's what we found ourselves in a predicament with the sound. It it was consistent. It wasn't just like the first person. They And then at the most astounding thing. So we had sound issues throughout the most of the, the majority of the night. And in between sets, even during some sets, the, the person would come and bring us a new mic and they would switch it out and it was corded. They have those cords and they would move it from this particular port to the other port. It would bring a different corded mic. Still... No resolution. So I'm up. I'm, I'm I'm closing. I'm the last person on stage. And I probably have about 20 minutes left. If that, maybe 15. I'm being generous. I think I have 15 minutes. And they brought a wireless mic. And it worked perfectly. Perfectly. And we were like, um, why was that not 
the first option. Why didn't you bring the cordless mic out of the gate? So we've gone through the majority of the show. The show is pretty much, we're at that stage of the show when you're on a flight and the, the pilot says to the cabin, flight attendants, please prepare the cabin for landing. That's where we were. We were telling people to put their their trays up, their seat trays up, and put their seat in the upright position. That's where we were as it related to the show. We were headed to the runway. And at this stage, they want to bring a new mic, the best mic, the mic that we should have had from the start. And I haven't even got in into the shenanigans of on the road. This whole podcast is just going to be on the road, I think. I don't even know if I'm going to get to the best advice ever. I need to do that. So I'm going to get to the best advice ever. This is, But I'm going to come back on the other side and continue on the road because it's, uh, it's ridiculous. I'm going to give you the best advice ever. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to get back to the on the road conversation because there's some more things I need to discuss. I need to communicate. I need to allow this portion of my story to be told, to get it off of my chest. It's like the C-O-P commercial c c o c o p d c o p d yeah the, the commercial where they basically say it's an elephant sitting on your chest that's how this on the road is it's sitting on my chest but i'm gonna share with you the best advice ever so today's at best hard pivot hard pivot i'm pivoting like i'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like I'm Hakeem Olajuwon in the post. I'm uh, hook shot. Head fake. Pivot. Swish. We need to bring the jump shot back, uh, people. Bring back the sky hook. I said the jump shot. It's the sky hook. And the motion of it. Y'all will not understand how many hours I spent practicing the sky hook. You see that that should give you an insight on my DNA, on the way I approach life. I'm looking at life like, hey man, what's no one doing anymore? Let's do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, as a 14, 13, 14, 15, the sky hook. I'm even talking about left leg, right arm, knee in the air to get the defender up off me, knee to chest, Uh, hours, hours practicing the sky hook. I want it in my bag. 
That'll be a good conversation one day to have, too, about basketball. I was a very, like, above average. So I wasn't a collegiate-level athlete with basketball, which I think I could have been had I focused on being a guard. I'm a center in a guard's body, which means I should have played football. That's what it means. I should have been hitting people. I was, in my brain, in my game on the court, a 6'10 post player. I, I just want to be in that paint. I like shooting. I like shooting threes. I like handling the ball, but I, I want it to mix it up. Issue is, I'm about six. One-ish. That didn't go well in the post. Six-one-ish needs to be dribbling out on the perimeter. Get your behind from up out of here. <laughs> so I would have the hardest times when I would play with guys who like six 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 five. They they wouldn't go for my shenanigans. They just they just stay there and block my shot. Like a guy my size, oh. I'm getting you up out of there. I'm Bully Ball Brunson out here, baby. Big Bully Balling Brunson basketball out here. However, we're talking about the best <laughs> advice ever. So the best advice ever that I'll share with you today is simply look for opportunities to serve. Look for opportunities to serve. And, and I say this as it relates to any time you're feeling inadequate. And I think that's many of us. I think that very few of us have this disposition of success. Just, hey, it didn't go well. I'm going to do it again. Oh, I don't know anything about that. That doesn't matter. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go and apply for that particular job. I'm going to apply for that position. What I've seen, folks, often, even in, in what I felt personally, is folks that are in a position, they are doing a thing, and they feel inadequate. You know, there's the, the, the whole concept of imposter syndrome. And I'm here to tell you, Focus on what you do know, not on what you don't know. Meaning, confidence is gained by competence. So if you, if you are deliberate in terms of preparation and research, study, Intently designing a plan that equips you with the knowledge and the experiences that you need. The act of doing those things will cause you to have less anxiety and doubt 
around your performance. But what also will provide you with an alleviation of stress as it relates to your performance is to look for opportunities to serve others, i.e., if you're a performer, if you're on stage, if you're doing a presentation, think more about the audience than you think about yourself. Think what is it that I'm sharing with my audience that will give them the ability to have a new perspective, that will allow them to see things in a new manner. This will give them information in which it will enrich their lives. They will be able to be better suited for success because of the information that you shared. So look for opportunities to serve. If you're, if you're on stage and you're thinking about, they're not going to receive my information. Am I qualified? I don't have the credentials. I see this a lot from people that I know that don't have a college degree. Folks are very well able, especially in the area in which they are working in. You have a, if you're out here with a daycare center and you got a daycare center of 40 children and a waiting list, the fact that you don't have a college degree is not inhibiting you from the success you're experiencing. You have 40 children in your facility. Man, serve those families to the highest of servitivity. Not certain if that's a word. You have them. They're there. There's a wait list. Serve the folks that show up every day. And that will take the spotlight off of you. But become confident in the fact that you are strengthening your competencies. You are going to conferences. You have mentors and guides and coaches. And they may not be people that you have a personal relationship. Hey, I'm giving. I don't know if y'all know this. Hey, Jim, you need to drop some of those, like, pew, 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 like the DJ sound blow, because I'm dropping bombs off up in here, up in here. I'm giving, I'm talking about, I'm giving you that, sit, 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 sit. I'm giving you like that Mike Tyson combo advice situation. I'm giving you the two piece. The biscuit and the sweet tea, right? Look for opportunities to serve others. Take the focus off of you. Put it on others. This this is a profound experience I've had, and I share it. There was a particular day. It might have been a Monday. I, I was feeling a type of way. I did not feel very confident in what I was doing. I had probably just gotten back from dropping the kids off. I'm sitting in the in the carport. And maybe I looked at social media and saw somebody that was killing the game. And I'm looking at myself like, bro, what are you doing out here? You are trash right now, my guy. No momentum. No opportunities. No big announcements to make. 
you know, you're out here lollygagging, gallivanting, horse playing even, right? So I'm feeling low. I'm feeling like, dang, man, I should be a little further along. I should have a little bit more opportunities. My name, my star should be a little bigger and brighter. I mean, me, 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 whining, right? So I get my phone and I start texting people. I just look through my contacts and i see somebody i'm like oh let me hit them with a great encouraging message yo my man you are an excellent husband and father i'm so inspired by your work ethic value as a friend your boy mike goodwin Uh, send a text i did that for a few people i don't even know the numbers you know what happens then when I started getting out of my own pity party, because I was partying, I was like, celebrate being painful. Boom, boom, boom. That's not a good song. Celebrate being mediocre. That's what I was doing. Sitting in the car celebrating, feeling bad for myself. Feeling like nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I wish I had a Netflix special coming out. I wish I was touring and selling out venues. I wish I was on the Jimmy Kimmel show. All all this kind of thing. Start sending these messages out and folks started replying. And they started saying encouraging words to me. And a lesson in my mind was forged. And it basically said, hey, bro, when you're in your feelings, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling down, take the emphasis off of yourself and put it onto others. That's the way to do it. So that's the best advice ever that I'm sharing. Another thing that I would encourage you to do in that service mindset is always be a student. And this might be another episode. Pew, pew, pew. I need a bar. I drop them air. Always be a student. There's always something you can learn. You can learn what to do or you can learn what not to do. Speaking of that, on the road part two, baby. So here I am. All the week leading up to my travels, folks are like, I, you know, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio, so they're saying this weekend's NFL games going to be some of the worst weather conditions ever. Teams are going to be playing in 50 miles an hour winds and negative one degree weather temperatures. All this, if you can avoid it, don't travel this weekend. It's going to be a mess. And Christmas travel is always pretty, pretty, pretty perilous. Perilous is pretty. That's a little much. 
But it typically is challenging because a lot of folks are moving and grooving. Folks trying to get back to their families, right? So here I am. I'm out Wednesday. Fly to fly to Columbus. Meet up with the fellas. We do the show. We drive from Columbus to Cleveland in the rental. It's a little rainy, a little wet. Well, not no issues like that. We get to Cleveland, do the show, all good. After the show, we go get some food. People are out. The sky is clear and balmy, right? It's just, I'm thinking, man, these weather reporters, man, these meteorologists out here selling wolf tickets. Selling wood nickels out here, getting everyone up in arms for nothing, right? My flight leaves out Friday morning from Cleveland at 6 o'clock a.m. That flight gets canceled. So I immediately hustle to get on another flight. So after some issues, because what happened... I have a preferred carrier, and I was explaining my situation, so they put me on another carrier, which I'm not a big fan of. So I was like, hey, hey, I didn't ask for that. And the guy left. The guy ghosted me. So I'm on hold, and we're talking and and looking at the flights. He puts me on this other carrier without having a conversation. He was like, great news. I found a flight for you. It's going out. I was like, hey, man, I didn't ask to do that. So then he jumps back on the other line to put me back in a flight that I was in. That flight was no longer available. And he didn't want to come back and tell me that. So I'm on hold. I mean, I'm talking, I'm just in the room because I had nowhere to go into the comedy show that night. So I'm just, I'm just on the phone. Matter of fact, it wasn't even the comedy show that night. We were leaving around noon. So I, I started this whole operation at like 7 a.m. I got a first thing and was on the phone. Hey, let's get these flights figured out, right? So he ghosted me. I'm talking about I'm sitting there 20, 30 minutes just listening to this constant whole music. You know, they say the same things. It's much quicker if you go online to the blah, blah, blah app. They play a little beat that sounds like a a baby face song. So I'm on hold. I'm like, okay, I could flip over and call them back. So I'm on hold, but I'm going to call them again. And then I I was going to do the the connection. Like, so if you're not able to wait, we'll call you back in, you know, 20 minutes, whatever the case may be. So I, I did that. I flipped over because I was still on hold. Called the hotline that I was already on. And w- received a return call while I was on the call with the same people. This this happened to me one time. This separate from, from flights. <laughs> I was at a gym. It's like a Sunday morning, Saturday morning. I wanted some breakfast, man. So I. I'm at this gym and I call the Waffle House. You know, people, I tell jokes about the Waffle House, but I, 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 I goes to the Waffle I get my Waffle House on. Well, I use it much, much, or before, before, not as much now, but before. 
So I called the Waffle House and the folks are like, hey, man, can I put you on hold? Yeah, I was like, yeah, no problem. And hold went from like five minutes to 10 minutes to 15. I was like, where I was located, it wasn't even 15 minutes from the Waffle House. So I got my car and I drove to the Waffle House while being on hold with the Waffle House. I walk in. The phone's still on the counter. I said, hey, um, I'm the guy on the phone. You want to pick up the phone? <laughs> the waitress picks up the phone. I was like, yeah, that's me standing in front of you. That's how long y'all had me on hold. I drove over to here. Let me get an all-star special. <laughs> Let me get that. So, man, we in it. Let's, let's try. I'm going to try to get this. Try to get out of here, people. In under an hour. Let's let's get it done, Mike. Let's get it done. We're gonna do everything in the next 15. So while I'm on hold with the dude that ghosted me, and you know, it kept it must cycle through. Somebody else picked it up and I was like, hey, this is what happened. I'm 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 a patient man. I'm very patient, but let me explain to you what's been going on before you got to me. So they put me on another flight. Flight was going out at one o'clock. I'm fully calm. I never think my flights will cancel. I'm always of the mind. Oh, all the flights can cancel. I'm up out this joint. So basically what happens was we've all drove to Cleveland, but we had different flights. So uh, C. King had a flight that morning that got canceled. And I think his flight moved him to Saturday immediately, or maybe even Sunday. Like he, had a couple of days where he actually went right up to the counter. It was like, hey, I'm going to need another night at the room. Mark is from Ohio, so he just drove over to Dayton the next day. Me, Tim are from North Carolina, South Carolina. So Tim's flight got canceled with uh, airline, so he was traveling out Saturday. I'm fully confident I'm out of here. I'm, I'm out of here, baby. So... I got to get the rental car back to the airport. So that needs to, and rental car needs to be back at 930 that morning. I didn't have anything until one o'clock. That's when my flight was leaving. However, I said it's probably better to go ahead and get over there to the airport and be there than to try to get there later in the afternoon. So, Tim and I said, hey, Tim was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just go over to the airport. Something may be shaking, and I can get on something and get up out of here, even though my flight's tomorrow. Cool. So we make our way over to the airport, which is probably 20 minutes from where we were staying. And in those type of conditions, you can double that time up. So 20 minutes becomes almost 40 minutes with the ice and the snow and the winds. And it's, 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 it's not as treacherous as it was going to be, but it was getting there, right? We get over there. We, you know, we, we get, man, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge. We, number one, it seemed as if Cleveland wasn't prepared for the show, the snow. It felt like I was in Columbia. Like, if you wake up in Columbia, the roads look like that. Like, oh, snap, snow came. We didn't know. Caught us off guard. What are we going to do now? That's how it looked. I'm like, Cleveland. They've been talking about this snow for a week. And Cleveland still was like me. 
It ain't going to hit us. We good. And it was not good. It wasn't good. So it, I'm talking about it was challenging to get to the rental car joint. So we get to the rental car place. We got time. So we walk up and arms of all the flights either canceled or delayed, except for my flight. My flight's on time. It's in green. You got a full thing of red canceled flights, yellow delayed flights, my good one flight, green. So I'm like, this is going to go down. So Tim and I, we talked to some uh some some workers, or fl- I don't think they were flight attendants, but folks that work for the, my particular airline. I don't know why I'm not saying the airline. I I don't have sponsorships. So I won't be out here willy-nilly throwing corporate names around. They're not contributing at all. They're not even giving me frequent flyer miles for my pain and suffering. So what happens is the folks at the counter like, hey, man, this this fight probably ain't going to go down. I'm like the devil is a liar. I'm going home today. So Tim and I part ways. I say, hey, man, I'm going to go ahead and check in TSA and get it popping. So I go and they had a, a the club. Maybe I need to come back and visit this stuff because there's so many other twisted turns in the store. But they had like this club where when they got a day pass. I said, I'm going to kick it in the club into my time. Now, outside the window, it did not look good. It did not look good at all. Winds, snow. I mean, it, it was bad. Canceled all the other flights. Canceled for my one flight. It's on time. So the flight lands. They circle around the air for like 10 minutes, but flight lands. We board. Like, we board. Like, yeah, we are up out of here. Hasta la vista, baby. Like, we are going to the promised land. So our, our flight crew, the woman that's boarding the flight, they, there's no conversation around, hey, guys, we're under. No, they're like, uh, pre-check, if you need extended time, <laughs> let's do it. So I'm on the flight, feeling good. In fact, walking on the flight, I text my wife, because which I do before I leave. I say I text her when I'm boarding. I was like, hey, it's a miracle boarding. Then I, I text the bros and say, hey, your boy's up out of this piece. I'm boarding. Now I take a picture of the guy in front of me walking on the plane. They say, hey, we got to do the de-icing. After that, we out of here. I'm the type of dude, I'll fall asleep. As soon as I sit down and everybody's in my row, because I'm typically going out. Once everybody's in, I put my seatbelt on. I take a little nap e nap. The de- 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 icing is going down. Folks are on the flight. I'm like, bro, we did it. They stopped the de icing. Well, after the icing stopped, they said, hey, um, unfortunately, during the de icing, conditions worsen. And we can't go anywhere. So there's a window. There's a window. And we're communicating with Atlanta and da 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 da. Fast forward, we're deep boarding, deplaning. <laughs> so we're getting off the plane. Let's say this we probably sat on that plane for two hours on the tarmac. So when I got on the flight, it was one o'clock. It's three o'clock now. I go to the counter because that's what they advise us to do. Go to the counter. I'm one of the first over there. They put in the stuff. 
how to six o'clock tomorrow. No, he said, how to six o'clock, 6 p.m. from here, get you to Atlanta, then you get home, it'll probably be 11 o'clock that night. I'm like, great win. They said, Monday. Pardon? Monday. It is Friday, bro. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Sunday's Christmas. Monday is the day after Christmas, right? Monday. And it wasn't even no haggling, no dude like this is what we got. Zero availability. And there's a line of people behind me. So I I take my L. And I go over to, I call my wife. I say, hey. I think I text her when the flight didn't go. I said, we're deporting, deplaning. Monday, I tell her. As soon as they can get me out of here. We're looking. I, I'm, so I jump on the call. I say, if she asks me questions, you know, my wife loves asking me questions. Loves it. I mean, I think, I think that's one of her favorite things to do is to ask me questions. And she's asking me, I just left the, the counter. I have no answers. I have zero answers. No answers at all. But she's asking the questions. And I said, hey, um, uh, let me call Delta back. Let me, let, me, let me see. I'll call you back when I know. Let me, let me formulate a plan. So I get into my... Get into my uh, Hannibal from the eighteen. I call Delta back. I explain, hey, I got the uh, oh, I know I'm not all of us. I finally didn't out it the group, so I call the folks back. And whoever I was talking to was very helpful because you're like, there's a six o'clock flight going out, and I can get you on. How many people in your party? I was like, party of one, son. So she got me on that flight, and we were doing the stuff. But I had to check in at the at the counter, go check in at the counter, call my wife. Hey, now at this point, it's like five o'clock. And so I'm like, hey, I got on this flight. My wife started to like celebrate, she like clap. I was like, hey, slow down. We don't know. And as we were talking, they canceled that flight right there. All options. So then they already told me I'm going to stand by for the next few flights. But the Six o'clock flight, that canceled. I know that's going to be canceled. So I'm on a standby for 4.55 Saturday afternoon. But my confirmed seat is still Monday. My wife, she texts and stuff about trains. The trains have canceled. They, they've, they've discontinued the line. And the train would have been a 22-hour drive. Well, not drive, but trip. So we make some phone calls. I talk. I call a guy that works with me for booking. He he's the he's he's um I forgot the guy in the Matrix, not Neo, but Morpheus. He's Morpheus. So we go through and we're looking at flights and we can say, okay, we can drive from here. So by this time, I go and team back up with Tim. I say, Tim, your boy didn't make it. So I'm in here in the, in the airport with you. Now at this point, they close all the facilities. Nothing to eat. Matter of fact, there was a Hudson. He, she had the window halfway open. I kind of peeked my head under. It was like, hey, ma'am, are you open? I, they're just very innocently. I hadn't had anything to eat. That lady said something slick to me, and we was about to have a problem. But I kept it moving. I kept it moving. <laughs> so I find Tim. 
I said, hey, man, we're in the same scenario. By the grace of God, Tim had bought an extra Chick-fil-A sandwich. And he gave it to me. And it was cold. And it was delicious. And I knew it took a lot because Tim likes to get his eat on. So get on the call. We're making these ideas. You know, we're thinking about, okay, we can drive over to this uh, Lexington. No, not Lexington, but Louisville. That's the wrong way. Which way is the, the storm coming? And Maybe drive to Pittsburgh. Drive to Detroit. So that's two hours. And then we get a flight from Detroit. That's a lot. So we figured out, hey, man, it's about nine hours to drive home. So Friday night, it was like, hey, let's get it. Let's go get a rental car, take it home. Now, I didn't tell my wife because we had the conversation around, you know, driving, and she was like, mm, you safe, you whatever. We went and got that rental car, and we were out of there. Now, the worst, one of the worst parts of the trip was getting out of the rental car center because they had, plowed no snow over there. Oh, it was it wasn't a hot mess. It was a cold mess. <laughs> it was a frigid mess. But by the grace of God, we got out of there. Matter of fact, we went to go to the place, Enterprise, who I rock with, to get a rental car. I'm rent I, I put them on request. I'm at the thing at the counter. The woman said we have no more SUV. What are we talking about then? I'm not leaving up out here. In no Ford Fiesta, in no, <laughs> no Nissan Altima, baby. I need something with some four wheel. I need something with some lift, some horsepower. Where you think I'm headed? Around the corner? Bro. So we had to leave them and went down to the other place. They had SUVs at a more pricely cost. Okay, nothing about that. We got that SUV. And that night, we drove about two and a half hours. That felt like seven hours. It was treacherous. I mean, ice, snow. It wasn't a lot of people on the highway, thankfully. We made it to, I think, Marietta, Ohio. Went and got some food at Denny's. It was, it was delicious. The best pancakes I've had in a while. Went and got us a night. Got a room. Matter of fact, I left a bottle of water in the car overnight. It was ice when I got back. Here's the other thing, too. In the car, the windshield wiper flew had frozen. We didn't know it froze. It frozen. So the, this windshield was awful, awful, super awful. Uh, Tim bought some, some fluid. But he put it, he asked me to pop the trunk. I thought he was going to pour it on the windshield. I was like, what are you doing? But a boy's hands was frozen. He thought he had hypothermia. He thought he was frostbitten. But we made it home. We drove. They woke up the next morning around 7, got to it. Got to it. So Tim drove that bulk of that. Yeah, he drove from from uh, Marietta, Ohio to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I brought it on in. I brought it on in that hour and a half. And I got home around four Saturday, but my family did not know. They went to visit my wife's family and I surprised them when they got home. My, my kids had went to the pastor and had asked for prayer so their dad could make it with the boy. My children were not happy. My wife takes me. Like, 
the kids are very sad. <laughs> I was like, y'all think I'm going to sit up in an airport till Monday? You don't know me. There's no way in the world they was going to have your boy sitting in the airport from Friday to Monday? Come on, son. They ain't even out. Delta Sky Lounge in that joint, man. I'm out of here, cuz. So, yeah, that was my Christmas situation. So, I made it home. Was home to able to enjoy Christmas. But, on Christmas Day, around about 2 o'clock, I'm watching the NBA on NBC. The Lakers and the Mavs. And I get a call that there's water pouring out of the front of our building. We had a water pipe burst and it flooded our building. So which I typically record my podcast in the building, but the, it bursts. So that's why I have this makeshift set up. And uh, hopefully this has been an interesting podcast. This is a definitely a different type. And for the goal of getting it out of here under an hour, I'm going to wrap it up. I do have had some folks send some questions. had a word of the podcast, which was Bill Fole. Uh, Bill Fole, which is a wallet. I love uh, retro words. Those words make me laugh. Bill Fole. Uh, go in that room and uh, go in that shiffer robe and bring me my Bill Fole. That's a that's a wallet, people, because they used to call dollars bills. And you folded them when you put them in the bill fold. That's what the names come from. And there's a question I did have someone. I might probably get this in, too. Someone asked, what's my man named? Noah King. He says, why don't more comics who live back east or down south do more shows in the west? It's expensive, Noah. Have you checked the flights from Columbia to California, those are some expensive flights, Noah. And it takes a lot of time. So I don't think that comedians doesn't, don't want to come out to the West. We want to be, um, you want to make sure that you maximize that trip. Because that's a lot of traveling, my man, to come out and nobody buys tickets. <laughs> You are in worse shape than you were before. So thank y'all so much for tuning in to the best advice ever podcast. A little makeshift, a little different, but I'm glad y'all rocking with me. Thank y'all so much. Enjoy your holidays. I'm looking forward to checking back in with you next Wednesday. But check me out. If you have questions, send them to info at ComedianMikeGoodwin.com. Check me out on my social media, Comedian Mike Goodwin on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. I'm at Bowtie Comedy on TikTok. I'm out there TikToking. Get over there. I don't know the address, but I'm at the TikTok place, too. I sound like I'm 80,000 years old. But you can also get to me at MikeGoodwin.com. At MikeGoodwin. www.http semicolon backslash backslash www.mikegoodwin.com. Thank y'all so much. It's your boy. Mike Goodwin. Peace.